Hello, everybody, and welcome along to uh, this special edition of the Event Industry News podcast. All of this week, Monday the 17th of September through to Friday the 21st of September, is uh, the Event Wellbeing Week campaign. Um, you can search using the hashtag EventWell18 for more information about this. And all of this week, we're going to be speaking to people who are involved in the initiative. And I'm delighted to say on today's episode, we welcome Mark Mayer. Mark is the Events Director for Boulevard Events. And uh, and joins us from somewhere in the UK, I'm guessing, Mark. Uh, Hackney Wick, actually. Hackney Wick, and you can tell this man is is uh, a consummate events professional because he's clearly in a van. He's clearly in a vehicle of some description, and it was the quiet quietest location he could find to join us on today's podcast. Which um, for everybody who's tuning in who works in the industry knows that that is absolutely the truth. Mark, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Um, before we talk about um, the Event Well uh, campaign and the initiative, um, let's just put into context your place within the events industry. What, what is it that you do professionally for Boulevard Events? So I'm events director by title. Um, I am one of five directors, um, four of which work directly in the business and happen to be my siblings, brothers and sisters. Um, I am in charge of running the, the, the company, which is an events catering business. Um, and my day-to-day consists of getting the best out of staff, um, which is kind of where my interest in well-being lies, but among other things. Um, and, and managing uh, the day-to-day of events and, and from a catering perspective. So. And as a catering business, this is clearly going to be something that we'll, we'll touch on, I've no doubt, as the conversation on today's episode progresses, uh, the subject of catering and eating and, and, and uh, you know, getting good food down us whilst we're all working and, and leading busy lives. But um, just looking at the initiative uh, as a whole, if as, a, as a concept, um, it, it's been published certainly in the last few years that, that people who work within the events industry and as, as an event professional is one of the most stressful jobs that people can do. Um, I don't need to tell anybody that's tuning into today's episode. It's long hours. It's stressful. There's traveling involved. You're always under pressure with time, with budgets. You're trying to juggle a million different tasks at once. Um, what first um, uh, made you aware of the event well uh, initiative and what was happening with it and what led you to become involved? I think, uh, so initially, like anything really, um, having an interest in something, you naturally sort of gravitate towards people who have a similar interest. Um, and my interest was, was naturally in events, being that that's, that's where I work every day. But also my background is, is sports science. Um, so I progressed quite naturally from uh, the side of sports science, which was heavily based around performance, mm-hmm. um, and then when I went into the working world, I started to apply that knowledge that I'd gained from university um, to more of a health uh, perspective and, and how I could apply that knowledge to be better myself every day. Um, and that kind of led to quite a natural introduction into the sorts of people that were in events that were also interested in, in health and well-being. And that might have been from uh, a mental health perspective. Um, mm. Many of the people in the industry sort of suffer from mental health. Uh, and event well sort of sprung up from a group of us that were interested in this. And we recognized that actually a lot of people in our industry are interested in health and well-being and sort of learning a bit more about how to ch- negotiate the, the day-to-day challenges of the events industry. But 
don't really have a common place to go and find resources and find information and find like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Helen Moon sort of took the ball by the horns um, about 18 months to two years ago and, and, and set up Eventwell. And, and that's, we find ourselves uh, here now, uh, 18 months later, just before Eventwell 18. When we're talking about health and well-being, not just amongst event professionals, but amongst any, anybody now, is it fair to say that it it does split in its simplest sense down into into two distinct areas? You've got the physical health of people, and, and as you touched on there, the mental health of people. Um, people often talk about their physical health, whether that be going on a diet to try and lose weight or to try and do go to the gym a bit more and, and just try and be a bit more physically active. But um, in a lot of walks of life now, the mental health side of things is something that can sometimes be the elephant in the room that nobody really wants to address or talk about. And is that something that you've, you've come across through event? Well, is, is just as prevalent in the events industry as it is in other walks of life? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think you can categorize it like that. Um, I think the way I look at it is health is what the doctor might tell you if you went and had a MOT. Um, mm-hmm. He'd give you the numbers. He'd tell you what your blood pressure was. He'd tell you how fit you are potentially. Um, and he'd give you a, potentially a piece of paper that said, this is how healthy you are. And then well-being is, yeah, your, your, your happiness within that framework. And there's no doubt that if you want to improve your well-being, one of the quickest and most effective ways to do that is, is to improve your health. But they can be exclusive. Some people genuinely are happy not living the most healthy life in the world, but they are very, very linked. And yeah, it, it, the events industry is definitely... Um, one of those industries that we found to be uh, high up on the list of people that sort of struggle with mental health, whether that's because we're in a high pressure situations quite a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. that, sort of that's to, remains to be seen exactly why we've, we're, we find ourselves in such a, an industry where there's so much mental health issues, but um, yeah, it has been identified that, you know, the events industry, a lot of people find challenging and, um, we're sort of trying to work out why that might be is it is is you know possibly not 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 one reason as such because i think that there'll be a multitude of reasons and, and theories and possibilities but we work in an industry where we're often dealing with um extreme highs followed by periods of of i suppose abstinence or 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 periods of inactivity people work very very hard towards an event that will culminate in that event you know peaking it will be the absolute busiest point in that whole process that might be weeks or months or sometimes even years suddenly that event wraps up within the matter of days and then they're faced with a blank period so we've got these sort of extreme peaks and troughs in our in our diaries and our lifestyles yeah i think that that is likely to have a lot to do with it yeah i think that's a a really good observation and i think it it mimics uh and if you consider pleasure and you consider the sources of pleasure within sort of the modern world of gambling um drugs alcoholism sex all of these things that in their extremes lead to addiction they are associated with extreme highs and extreme lows um and i think that the events industry quite often does mimic that uh mm in exactly the way you've said in that you know you really commit yourself for a short period of time and then all of a sudden it's over and done with and you've got to face the the reality of the trough um Mm. and it does take a certain type of person to be able to cope with that um and one of the observations i've made from 
sort of working with people in with, within a event world, but also meeting students and going into universities and speaking to students is how much of this is being communicated ahead of time before yeah. people get into the industry and are people being prepared for that ahead of time so that they know what to expect? Um, because it certainly came as sort of at least a very interesting topic to the students that I've spoke to that they weren't necessarily aware of sort of the existence of event world and the existence yeah, of yeah. uh, everything that we just spoke about. Yeah. And um, you know, when we, when we look at that, as I said, that that's something that perhaps occurs in the mental health side of things where we have that bit of a crash, you know, after the euphoria, that's something that certainly happens post event. Um, but when we're actually, leading up to the event uh, and uh, and gearing ourselves up for people will look in their diaries won't they after months of preparation they'll look in their diaries and they'll go there it is that's that's the key week that's the week where it all goes a bit crazy yeah. and that's perhaps the week then after all that preparation where personally people really let themselves let themselves go don't they you know that they, they, they might not eat well they might not hydrate properly you know there's all sorts of things like that which i suppose ties in with what you guys do from a catering perspective, you know, you, you probably have, have seen a lot of people who are on site who throw a bit of food down them quickly for five minutes, and then rush straight back off to the next task. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's something that we've, we've encountered a lot is that crew meals, are, they're really, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. And, and part of that's down to event organizers. Um, and, you know, looking at it from a budget perspective, they t typically, we, the smallest amount of the budget gets allocated to crew meals and that doesn't give the caterer all the, the, the most scope to work with all the time, but doesn't healthy food doesn't need to be um, expensive food. Um, so there's a multitude of factors go, that go into it. A lot, a lot of the time the crew just want to eat pizza. Um, so there's that side of it as well. And, and then there's a side of it that, you know, us as caterers, we can really push the agenda if, if we're bold enough to do so and say, look, we, our, our policy is that we provide healthy meals for crew. Um, and, you know, those, those crew members that don't like it, perhaps they can go and get a sandwich from Pret if that's what they really want to eat. But, you know, so there's a lot of things that go into it and there's a lot of people that can help the agenda in different ways. But um, it's definitely something that needs to improve because ultimately we're not setting people up to perform at their best level um, from a nutritional standpoint. Um, on events and, and you said it, it, quite rightly that the, the, the two sides that we spoke about a few minutes ago are not are not exclusive to one another and, and there is that 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 knock-on benefit uh, that, that, that you sound to sound like you definitely advocate that if we are eating better if we are healthier physically it will have that knock-on effect for most people to to just be a little bit sort of mentally healthy as well yeah I think we massively underestimate the power of the diet um, I think we massively underestimate the importance of sleep. Um, I think that people probably recognise the importance of exercise now, um, but they don't necessarily engage in it as often as they um, would admit that they should, mostly. Um, but if you look at it from a, an all-round health perspective, you've got sleep, nutrition and exercise. Mm essentially which are the, the three sort of pillars of health that you need to look after um and events makes it the nature of events makes it very difficult to look after all three of those because it's unbalanced in nature times change all the time often you're working until four in the morning and you're up early the next day um and it's very difficult to maintain a routine and at the end of the day humans are 
habitual creatures. Um, mm. We thrive off routines and we thrive off creating healthy habits. Um, and if we're not allowed to do that, um, then it can become very, very challenging. Uh, I always say to people that, yeah, we've got, we do work in an industry where it's going to be challenging, which makes it all the more important to put these habits in place when we can, when we have those downtimes of six to eight weeks where we perhaps we don't have an event on, that's when we've got a chance to create healthy habits because when we do go through those unbalanced periods, when we come out the back end, you're going to revert back to habits and either you've created good ones or you've created bad ones. Um, mm. And that's when you're going to start relying on the habits that you've created in the downtimes. Um, so yeah, it's a challenge, but you know, it's doable. There's plenty of us that negotiate it. This um, just just looking at the subject of, of event well eighteen. Um, this year's campaign theme is um, looking after you and yours, um, aiming to encourage event professionals first and foremost to be taking better care of themselves, um, which then allows them to take better care of others and maintain um, important relationships with people that they're they're working with. Um, and this doesn't have to be a sort of a you know a management down approach does it this doesn't necessarily have to be management looking after themselves and then to take care of their staff we're talking about everybody that's working with anybody in the industry maintaining themselves but then keeping an eye on the person stood next to them 100 percent. i think you again you hit the nail on the head there it's you can't we can't give from an empty cup at the end of the day and um if we don't fill ourselves up first we've got nothing to give to other people um and a lot of the time when you you know perhaps you go into an office and everyone seems a bit grumpy it's probably because they're battling with themselves. You know, they're, they're, they know that they're not firing all, on all cylinders and they just haven't got the energy to give to other people. And I think it does start, no one can force you into looking, looking after yourself better. No one can force you into health and well-being at all. Um, and all that we can do as employers is, is, and, and as business owners is to, to cre- try and create an environment at work that allows people to take the step on their own. But ultimately everyone still needs to, take that step um Mm. and like you say the more of us that do that the more energy we'll have to give to other people and to help other people Uh, another key part of of this year's um campaign and this year's event well 18 you know well-being week um is promoting that that the healthy and the health benefits of, of human contact um with the hashtag hug an event prof being used um throughout the week um again you know this this is something that you know, whilst it's it's great to have that as a, as an initiative and as something that you want to promote, it's not always going to be the easiest thing for people to try and adopt and become a habitual thing because the the nature again of the industry is is that you walk into work every day and you could be working with people that you've never met before. You know, you'll bounce on to the next job, to the next show, to the next awards whatever it is that you're doing and you work you're thrown into the lines then where you're working with new faces every day. So it's not always the easiest thing to try and encourage people to do, is it? No, of course not. And look, it doesn't need to be hugging event prof week. It could be buy an event prof a coffee week. You know, it, mm. it's just, it's all it is. It's a, it's a statement to say, look, there's a group of us here that really care about this thing of health and well-being, And we really care about the industry and we really care about the health of the people in it uh, and the well-being of the people in it. Um, and perhaps we can all do a little bit more to shut because most people care. Most people care. They just don't necessarily talk about it every day. And it's just one of those things that, you know, to say, look, let's break down some barriers. Let's start a conversation. Um, there are a group of us here that you, 
that you can talk to if you've got some stuff going on. Um, and it's just a little bit of a statement to, to be made in a positive way to say, yeah. look, you know, we're around um, if you've got anything going on. Yeah, sure. Hello, basically. And, and last, uh, I mentioned at the start of the episode that, that last year was the inaugural um, Wellbeing Week, um, Event Well 17. Um, I, I'm curious to know, were you involved with that? And, and, and are you able to sort of tell us how, how successful that was and, and, and it, you know, what the feedback you had from that was? Yeah, I was involved. Um, and it was brilliant. It, we started the week with um, a yoga session, um, which about 50 to 60 people turned up to um, and it was a bit of an introduction to what event well um, and that was right at the start of the week uh, we were we had a presence at pretty much all the industry shows that were happening that week square meal being the main one mm-hmm. um, so we had a panel talk which I was involved in um, and all the feedback was extremely positive and I think that the only thing we're lacking now is awareness um, because everyone that's sort of heard about what we're doing and has been involved in any of the sessions that we've done um, with ILEA UK and with Square Meal, and mm. they've all been really intrigued, really interested in what we're doing, felt like they've got a lot of value from the sessions. Um, and hopefully over the next course of the week and over the next year or two, we can sort of build a much more awareness and a bigger community of people that are willing to sort of devote time or you know at least spread it around on social media so that people know that we're here and 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 people with subjects like this people sharing their own experiences and and uh and ways that they've either helped um combat issues or um tips and tools and methods that they've used to to try and stay you know healthy and focused in their professional lives it's always important that people share these ideas and thoughts so um how how much uptake has there been within the industry of people coming forward say i've seen what you're doing and and perhaps could i share this information or how do i get involved with this and you know what's it been like yeah lots um a lot of people have come forward and said look uh i i work as an event professional in x agency but I've also started this business uh, that helps people with stress on the side. I'd love to be involved and maybe come and do a workshop at one of the events. Mm. Um, so there's been a lot of that. Um, and there's obviously been a lot of case studies of people coming forward and saying, look, I've, I've got a history of struggling with mental health. Um, I'm still kind of getting to grips with it. And I'd just love to be involved in a community that can sort of, I know that I can open up to every now and again, if I need to. Sure. Um, one or two people come on stage at an event and you know shared their case study and because a lot of the time with mental health it's just a case of of sharing and knowing that there's other people out there that are going through the same challenges it doesn't need to be a ser- it doesn't need to be serious mental health it could just be like i'm really stressed at work at the moment and like it'd be good to know that there's a few people that are going through the same stuff yeah um, but yeah there's it's really attracted a lot of a lot of people that have come forward and sort of wanted to get involved and share their own stories yeah and has it been um, has it been uh, a help to to this particular initiative to see that there's been so much general media coverage about it? Certainly, I think in the last couple of years, I've seen and heard more about health and well-being issues. You know, on on you know radio, on TV, wherever it may be, it's been talked about on radio shows quite regularly, and and that must have a positive impact on this specific initiative when there's a wider discussion that that seems to have sort of the bubble has burst a little bit on it and it's no longer an issue talking about it in any walk of life. Of course. Yeah. I think, um, there's so many examples of, you know, celebrities and people that are in the public eye coming forward and, and speaking about the own, their own issues that they've had 
um, and challenges that they've overcome. Um, and seeing the positive response of, from that on social media, Twitter is usually quite uh, big for things like that. Um, I guess it's created a bit more of a an environment where people just feel like they can share and they can see the positive that comes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've definitely seen that on a more localized scale with Eventworld, definitely. Um, it, it, all this week on, on the podcast, um, we're going to be talking to people who are involved with the Event Wellbeing Week 2018. Um, it runs from Monday the 17th of September, uh, right the way through to Friday the 21st of September. So if you're watching or you're listening to this podcast well after that event has, uh, has taken place, you can go back onto Event Industry News. You can find all the podcasts that we did that week and find out loads more um, about the initiative via eventwell.org. Even though Event World Being Week runs between those specific dates, um, I'm sure Mark will back me up in saying that this is something that will be available to event professionals and will be something that you can access and get involved with all year round. Is that right? 100%. Um, event World Week is is more about getting the word out. Um, it's the week that we devote to really sort of contacting guys like Event Industry News um, and getting the word out about Event Well and doing as much as we can because um, at the end of the day we're all volunteers so you know we can't devote our time to event well week in week out um, so we focus all our energy on this week but that doesn't mean to say event well stops outside of event well week you know we we're available all the time the resource is there all the time um, and we just we just want people to get in touch if they want to help out with event well great if they just want a friendly person to have a chat with even better Fantastic. And um, if people do want to get involved, as I said, eventwell.org is the website to go and visit. And you can use the hashtag eventwell18 on the social media platforms. And I'm sure that there'll be loads of stuff being shared um, during that week and ongoing as well. As we said, that week itself is to raise awareness uh, about it. Event Industry News are really proud and keen to be involved in in that particular week and helping to raise that profile and raise that awareness. But this is an ongoing thing. So if you're watching and listening to this podcast at any point, um, get in touch with the guys and if you've got a story to share or you want to find some advice because you think that you could do with a little bit of support and help yourself make sure you get in touch with all the guys and um, our thanks today to Mark Mayer Mark is the events director for Boulevard Events who's joined us today um, on this special edition of the podcast that we're doing all this week Mark thanks very much for joining us absolute pleasure thanks for having me not a problem at all and uh, yet yeah, we'll see you on the next edition of this uh, event industry news podcast special thanks a lot guys for tuning in we'll see you soon bye bye Thank you.